We're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to switch from corporate wrestling to corporate entertainment. So last week, if you have not heard, it was the big D23 announcements. Then there was a lot of drops. There was a lot of drops. It wasn't just Marvel. We were watching for the Marvel. We were watching for Star Wars, which Wayne Wikipedia definitely will appreciate. But there's some other stuff here. So we're going to just make this spot all about all the 2022 D23 announcements for your listening pleasure. All right. So you guys ready? You have like a list or what? Do I you got a wrong? list. Yeah, I got a list. Some of them will just be How dropped. many is there? Uh, a sh- you know, what's the proper number for a shit ton? There's a lot. So we'll, some of them we'll cruise through. We'll just drop it. But we're going to break it into business units within Disney. So we'll hit Pixar. We'll hit Marvel. We'll hit Star Wars. And we'll hit Walt Disney Studio proper. So does that sound like a plan? Nice. Uh, first one, since it is Halloween season, it is perfect. Hocus Pocus 2. The trailer dropped for that. I don't know if you guys... Hocus Pocus is one of those next general Like, we grew up with... <laughs> the, the you know friday the 13th halloween that was, those were our go-tos you know but this next generation is all about hocus pocus and halloween town didn't we go to a screening for that at a at a corporate thing hocus pocus yeah yeah well we did that in the yeah because they're like uh oh, you guys are getting a little bit bloody with some of the horror movies you're choosing so can we show hocus pocus they were like <laughs> beetlejuice is too scary beetlejuice <laughs> <laughs> And Wayne, that's what we were talking about earlier. It's just like, you're at work. This is a safe space. No conjuring demons by saying their name three times. Let's just get Bette Midler in there. So, But actually, I did go to, I finally, you know, I'd never seen it before. And I had to go see, like, what is all the hype about? And it was very, it was fine. It wasn't bad. Very, you know, Sabrina the Teenage Witch type show. Totally fine. But they, it was big enough that I'm not surprised that Disney, you know, they're, they open up their wallets and they're going to be bringing in a sequel that's going to be dropping next month, just in time for Halloween. Is there a lack of courage in Hollywood? Oh. I mean, they're, they're rebooting everything. They keep, they keep going back to the well of things from the 80s and 90s. Are they scared to try new ideas? Oh, a thousand percent. Short answer, yes. <laughs> Mario was just talking about that. He got, you know, big IP fatigue. That he's like, he just wanted to see something original, something different. But the bigger the company, the bigger the reboot, for sure. And sometimes it works, and sometimes you're like, okay, cash grab. So we'll see if that is exactly. true for that. Uh, but to be fair, sometimes the cash grab works out. Yeah. I mean, because I can tell you, I did not expect to like Creed so much. I th- oh. When I heard about Creed, I, did, I, just, I just smelled instant cash grab. I was like, no way. Creed and what? Creed or Creed 2? Well, Creed, because I thought Rocky Balboa was a great ending for the series. I love that last one. And then um, Creed came out, and I started seeing the trailers, hearing about it. I was kind of like, ah, what? No. But yeah, it was great. And then it worked. It worked well. Creed 2 is very much in the vein of Cobra Kai when you're there continuing that Rocky Four story, which I, I, I really did dig that. So uh, Disenchanted. I don't know if you guys are Enchanted fans. Uh, that's That one dropped. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, Haunted Mansion, which I feel like they tried Haunted Mansion before with Eddie Murphy a little bit after Pirates of the Caribbean, and I feel like it didn't work. Uh, I don't. Is that the, it's the same franchise? Yeah, same franchise, Haunted Mansion. Is the one you're talking about? Is that with the Muppets? Is it? Is it one? Oh, is there one with the Muppets? There is. There There's was one some, with the Muppets. Oh, there was a Muppet drop that was coming too. Maybe it isn't. 
There's a Muppet movie coming out? Yes, the Muppet Museum. Uh, the Haunted Mansion. Yep, yeah. in the Haunted Mansion. So it's going to be, well, <laughs> Wayne and I would be driving. I remember where we were driving, Wayne. I, I think my son was just born and you're in the mini. <laughs> I was in the minivan that had the DVD player in the black. I'm like, Wayne, get out. He's like, no, man, you got season one of the Muppet Show playing. I'm laughing my ass off back here. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? What yeah. is D23 anyway? Like what I I know the event, like I see the updates, but why does it happen? What well, is it? I think it's their basically their company's announcement, but now that they own so many brands, they're turning it into a Comic-Con. Like they're like, starting their own Comic-Con? Yeah, they're Disney-Con. They they hijacked Comic-Con and that's why Feige only did half the announcements and the other half that he saved for D23. But it's supposed to be just for stockholders. But now they're like, no, we can use this hashtag to create internet hype. So it's a little bit of a hijack. Uh, and speaking of, they're going to the whale. They're going for Mufasa the Lion King, Snow White, The Little Mermaid, IRL too, not animated. These are So Snow White is going to have Gail Gadot. And the Little Mermaid. I don't know. The, uh, I'm not familiar with the actress that they booked in there. Uh, oh, Halle Berry's going to be in there too. It is not Halle Berry. I had this. It's it's hey, Halle Berry. <laughs> different. It, it's it's Halle Hale Bailey or oh. something. It's not Halle Berry. I read it oh, the same what a way trick. before. Yeah, <laughs> I got fooled. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, is that, well, is that going to be a sequel to Swordfish? Right. The whole fish. There's a. <laughs> so that's it is, for the. Is there? Is there an original idea on your list? Uh, not in that. No, under under Walt Disney Studios. No, you are familiar with every property. Here's that the thing. Let's changed. put on a big convention and announce movies that are coming out that already came out 20 years ago. Yeah. So I don't know if they're relying on you know when Pixar was very strict early of that. No, we're not going to do sequels. We have enough creative ideas. And then they started doing sequels. Like I don't know, that Toy Story was two was pretty good though. I don't know. I like money though. <laughs> Can't believe you like money too. So, <laughs> but that's it for the Walt Disney Studio announcements proper. Then we move to Pixar Elemental. Uh, so that that is looks is that like, Sherlock Holmes? It's <laughs> Elemental, my dear Sherlock. Uh, Ember. First look at Ember and Wade, played by Leia Lewis and Marmaduke Athi from Disney and Pixar. So I don't. Did you say Marmaduke? My, it looks like that was my name to say the name as fast as possible without insulting any mispronunciations because of my Popeye accent. Uh, Pixar may not have released any trailers, but that doesn't mean the studio was lacking. Elemental is a film about the residents of different elements who come together, which premiere on june 16th so i don't know if that's going to be a takeoff on captain planet he's our hero going to take pollution down to zero where the elements come together don't know uh they also and maybe it's just like the periodic table it, it looks like they're literally going to go for the elements but a still shot of the periodic table i mean did have pixar had any misses the closest you can have what was their miss i mean i think they've had a lot of misses at by this point they've done like 50 movies yeah they don't all they're not all toy story can all be winners. Haven't, haven't what they, about like uh, Cars 2? Was that good? <laughs> That's true. Didn't they do Planes, a car spinoff? Yeah, they did like Planes. I mean, there's there's stuff in there that is not good. Has to be. Very possible. Except for Coco, that's great. Off, haven't they run off their their uh, main creative force? I thought they I did. Believe, I believe the, the guy that was the driving force creatively, they, they got rid of him, and he's opened uh, with a new studio. Yes, he was their Kevin Feige, right? 
I think he sexually yeah. assaulted somebody. Maybe. Oh, though. <laughs> They're well, like, get out of here. That. Yeah, that's, yeah, you better get out of here. Hey, hose that guy off the porch. <laughs> you know, the toucher. Get him the hell out of here. <laughs> Well, that would explain that. Oh, yep. Last week, he got canceled. <laughs> uh, they released something called, it looks like it's going to be a baseball Pixar movie called Win or Lose. It's an, oh, no, it's a series as with Will Forte as Coach Dan. Will Forte is awesome. Last Man on Earth is one of the most underrated shows that was ever on TV. That's pretty good. That should have been up there with Ted Lasso, which is also phenomenal. I would like to see the the, the Pixar ideas that got rejected. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Reject? That sounds like an SNL squid. Like what? What is getting rejected? Because like their their concept sounds crazy enough. Like what is not making the cut? I'd like to see those. <laughs> yeah, these people are like elements. Okay, cool. Keep going. <laughs> Got it. Oh yes. Uh, there's another one called Elio, a boy who finds himself transported across the galaxy and mistaken for an intergalactic ambassador for planet Earth. So I remember where's that. It took a while to release a Pixar film. Now they're popping out a couple each year. And then finally... It's about a ham sandwich that goes looking for his father. (laughs) And he's destined to be king. (laughs) What do you think? I would, I would. You're reading Jeff's list, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> Mario laughs because he knows that Wayne. I don't know if we told us we do have a pitch somewhere that is just like, what if a guy turns into a sandwich? <laughs> and it started as a VCR. It started it off as a, a VCR tape and then became a sandwich. Well, how does that happen? I don't know. He goes into a refrigerator and the sandwich says, "Don't eat me," and he defies it and he eats it anyway. He's like, "I try to tell you, <laughs> take that shit to Netflix." <laughs> Uh, and then finally, for the last thing that came up for Pixar, they did go for old reliable. Inside Out Two was uh, dropped, so that is going to be coming out. Uh, I heard that um, it's going to be like a teenager. Oh, they're oh yeah, so they're so gonna... it's going to be like really awkward. Okay, <laughs> Mario is a human Pixar movie generator. <laughs> Maybe Pixar <laughs> should make a movie about that. They just draw each other in the studios like. Going, we need another idea. It's like, go to the Pixar generator. <laughs> Mario's in the back. It's like, what if the guy's a sandwich? <laughs> Better yet, a VCR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And then next up, we had a couple of other Walt Disney animation, which is, I guess, their other in, in-house animation that's not Pixar. It's had a couple of hits. Zoops. Like like Snow White, you yes. mean? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, yeah, not the OG one. <laughs> I guess this is their digital or CGI one. So Zootopia Plus is coming out and a couple of ones I can't uh Ijua, Strange World, Wish. So they they are sticking to their guns because when you think of Disney, you do think of animation. Even before Pixar, you're absolutely right. You had, you know, Tugboat Willie or whatever that Mickey Mouse was whistling on the boat. I mean, it goes way back. So they've they've rolled the dice on a lot of stuff when it comes to animation. Do they, though? You just named like 20 no, things that have already been made before. They, yeah, so now they're just like, well, let's just buy original studios and then make them make our stuff. Let's make Snow White again. <laughs> I, that's Favreau, man. Like ever since he made the one, uh, was it Jungle Book? Which one was the big, the big hit where it's just like, let's make our show in real life. And now that's all they do. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean why not take the job, right? Yeah. Work, work is work. Work is work. All right, let's jump. So I just want to work. <laughs> I just want to work. Have you seen the Snow White pictures, though? 
Oh, as Gail Gadot? No. They do it live action, but it looks like the cartoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is that how you say That's something, right? That's a thing. (laughs) That is is a thing. What'd you say, Wayne? Is that how you really say her name? Because I've never heard it before. Is it Gail Gadot? Gail Gadot? I don't know. So I say it. I don't know if that's right or not. Gail I've, I've never really I'm pretty heard sure that's right. Or anyone say it? Is it Godot? I I thought it would be Godot, but I don't know. It does oh, look maybe, like Godot. Maybe it is Godot. Maybe it is Godot. You might be right. <laughs> Obviously, I can't pronounce because I called Steamboat Willie Tugboat Willie because I had wrestling on the mind. So Mike corrected me out there. <laughs> Tugboat Willie. Oh, geez, just gonna start calling it Bugboat Willie. Bugboat huh? Willie, yeah, because we had two also two RIPs, but legendary stories. With Wichita Willie and Tugboat Taylor. So somehow I combined Steamboat Willie into Tugboat Willie. Hey, Willie, those pecans and those waffles? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's go. So we got Wikipedia on the line. Let's jump to the Lucasfilms announcement. All right, so we we all know Andor comes out. It's delayed. So now it is premiering uh, next week on September 21st with a three-episode drop. They released the lit the final trailer for that and i think this one's going to be received really well because rogue one is considered probably the best film in the lot of disney eras uh star wars films you guys agree with that i agree with that yeah sure they took the one throwaway line in star wars about how people made sacrifices to get these plans and they turned it into a great story so and then added Darth a Darth Vader hallway scene, boom. But I guess the stakes were real, right? So is it going to be affected a little bit knowing how the story ends for Andor? Was he a strong enough character in Rogue One that you're interested in seeing where his story origin was born? I didn't see the Andor trailer. What what's it about? It's going to show how he. I think it's going to be pretty much the launch of the Rebel Alliance. We've all had hints around it right in the Dave Filoni's Rebels cartoon, and they, they've touched on it a little bit, but they're going to go back, I believe, to the origin of the Rebel Alliance and how he was one of the big parts of launching that, hmm. leading up into how he, how things ended up to him, how things ended up for him in Rogue One. Well, there's no, I tell you what, in, in the Rogue One, there's no lightsabers or Jedis or no. anything like that. Does that work as a series? That's what we're going to find out, because, yeah, they, they're, likening this to uh, a spy series an espionage series you know the underground takeover of a hostile government more than it is about the force it's going to be more about like wayne we always talk about this this one's going to be more about the wars in star wars and less about the the force and the wills i'm looking forward to it i think it's going to be gritty i think it has a different feel i, I think the andor i, I think his character is different because he wasn't necessarily likable. Yeah, good I, point. That, that to me and Rogue One, neither of the lead characters were really likable, and that was cool. And they died; they sacrificed at the end. It wasn't the typical happy send off to a to a Star Wars movie. The entire movie just had a different feel, and the stakes were, you know, a little bit higher, you know, a little bit more in your face, and the characters were ugly and dirty and they weren't and i just think that this is going to carry that on at least i hope it does i hope this is a gritty you know a little bit more hardcore of a star wars tale and i'm looking forward to it if the, if the trailer is any indication it's going to basically 
be that. It's going to take off a prequel version, but that same type of dirty used universe that was introduced in Rogue One that came from the OT trilogy, I think we're going to see that. So it, it is going to be good. Uh, next up from Lucas Films, uh, not Star Wars film, but a Star Wars actor in there. We got Willow. Willow is coming back. It's going to be a series. I think you're going to. It's going to be because no good IP goes unrevived in the world of Disney. Lucasfilm making a sequel series to the George Lucas produced '88 high fantasy film Willow. The series will begin streaming on November 30th. So we're going to get. I don't think, I think this is in the future, so we're not going to get the Val Kilmer Mad Mardigan character, but we are going to get the main Willow character who plays, he also plays Wicket, and he plays a lot of extras in Star Wars. You got, were you guys Willow fans? I remember liking Willow. remember seeing it often on uh, cable. I couldn't tell you what it was about right now. I don't recall. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the same. I remember liking it, and, I, and my my wife loved it. And so I, I I'm looking forward to it. We've, we've, I can't we're picture Val Kilmer in. I can't visualize him in it. Mad Modigan. I think I just feel like it was one of the main quotes that always stuck in my head, where he's kind of a little bit like a, a mercenary drunk, but he, he was a great swordsman, and he had that "you are great" line that always kind of stuck in my head. Uh, even though it had mixed reviews, you know, this was a this was Ron Howard's first foray into Lucasfilms, right? There was always room like he was on the short list, I believe, with Spielberg for Return of the Jedi. And obviously later on he would take over for Solo, but this was a Lucas Ron Howard production, which was a big deal in nineteen eighty eight. You know, and having uh Warwick Davis and Billy Barty, so two legendary, you know, little actors i think it was i think it's gonna this is perfect for a disney streaming event would do you want to see willow 2 in the theater probably not but a willow series yeah i'm in i i agree i think it'll be fun i think it'll be lighthearted, kind of take you away from your worries of the day i, I look forward to it yeah, I do want to see, you know, Jay, uh, we're going to need that Val Kilmer cameo. That would be great. Be the hero, die the villain, or be Val Kilmer and watch all of his movies remakes after losing your voice. <laughs> that is, oh that is factual, yeah. Oh, looking for an Ewok movie sequel next. Remember the Ewok special on ABC? I feel like that. They did a couple of movies, right? Yeah, I feel like that's just as hidden as the, uh, the Star Wars Christmas special. So I don't know if we'd get to see that. But yeah, Warwick Davis... He's very synonymous with BTS around Star Wars. Uh, next up actually came with a little bit of bad news and a little bit of good news. So we did get the announcement for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. But it is delayed until January 4th. Which I think... Of course. Yeah, they did delay it. But that... <laughs> but Bad Batch Season 1 was great. It did a really good job of keeping the lore alive. With animation, it had the Dave Filoni feel because, you know, there's a reason why Clone Wars and Rebels stay a part of Star Wars canon because Filoni sat at the tree, the learning tree of Lucas, and Bad Batch did a really good job of creating that. And plus to see what happened to the clones after, you know, after the fall, right after the fall of the Repetic and then the Empire took over. I mean, I think it's good. And then to have the tie-in with Alpha and uh omega 
with Boba Fett, I just think it was great. But <laughs> what was also good, Wayne, was the the uh, I can't think of the names now, but just the way <laughs> the way she said it. Right, she said all the names. Oh, Hunter, 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 not Hunter. It was Hunter. <laughs> was there oh, any that. Star Wars movies announced? No, and that was the big deal that they literally made no. And they, the rumor was they were going to announce the Taika Waititi Star Wars films were next, and they were worried about there was a little bit not negative backlash after Love and Thunder, but it wasn't loved as much as they thought. It, and I think they're like, okay, let's chill. We're winning with the series still. Let's just stick with that. So no films announced. I think the backlash was pretty negative. Did you see that clip with Taika Waititi where he was like burying his own movie mm-hmm. and like calling out the bad special effects? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like he was he was so beloved. And then there was a couple of things that came out and made people like asking Natalie Portman is like, you know, I'm going to do a Star Wars movie. Would you like to be in one? Wouldn't that be cool? And she say, say something about the motherfucking prequels, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, that got a little bit of heat. So they did not announce it. So we're going to have to accept well, Bad Batch. Before we move on from Bad Batch, thank you for coming back to it. Did you get emotional when they destroyed Camino? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a huge deal. That was a huge deal for anybody who loved anything to do with the prequels to see such a one of the few iconic planets in the George Lucas you know lore get destroyed it was a big deal it was a huge deal especially tying into Mandalorian and how they're getting into cloning you're like oh cool maybe they're going to go back to that nah we're going to blow that up i yes. got very emotional very emotional oh that was such a powerful scene it was it was like losing a piece of yourself yeah. watching that 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 Topoka City being destroyed. Oh, oh man. my goodness! Yeah, so I, they pull. You know, they the those animated shows do a fantastic job of balancing. Your kids can watch this. This is light-hearted humor, and then, oops, surprise! There's a dark saber through somebody's chest. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but the good news that came out of this bad news was the delay. January fourth. Good news: sixteen episodes. That's going to carry us for a while. Yes. uh, Sticking in the animation field, this one is getting a lot of buzz, and they're just short. It's called Star Wars Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. That's the one I'm waiting for. Oh, man. What is that about? So Tales of the Jedi will include six standalone parable episodes following Ahsoka, Count Dooku in equal measure, and will debut on October 26th. So we're going to get a young Count Dooku, a young... Mace Window that is going to be voiced by Samuel Jackson and a young Qui-Gon Jinn that is also going to be voiced by Liam Neeson. So this is going to be very lore heavy and it's going to keep the canon alive. And you're also going to see the origin stories of arguably a character that is just as important to all of Star Wars that was introduced in an animated version was Ahsoka. And now you're going to get an earlier version of that and it looks great. Uh, it looks incredible to me. Yeah, and and I believe that that Count Dooku is a very underserved character, and to get to see him as a Jedi Master with a Padawan, I, I believe that's going to be incredible. Yeah, and, and just the, and the, the other 
it's going to be three with Ahsoka and Anakin and three with Dooku and, right. and correct? Yep, exactly. Have yeah. you Anakin. heard anything I don't, where they're going with Ahsoka and Anakin? No, but I did hear that Anakin is going to be in that as well. So you're going to see a lot of the stuff that, you know, obviously they couldn't show every battle in the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars, but we are going to get that. So I think it's going to be really lure heavy to see how they tie this together because right now they're trying to piece all the stories together and it's very easy to piece the early stuff together, right? Because that's what Lucas did. It's like poetry. It rhymes very easy to piece it together. Now the challenge is, is Filoni. How is he going to tie the fractured sequel trilogy to the original trilogies? Cause make no mistake. He has to do that. He's going to have to build that bridge. So it's going to have to be mixing prequel and mixing sequel and finding a way to do that. And I think, you know, Grogu, Mandalorian, and the stuff that happens with Ahsoka and Andor is going to be what's going to be the bridge that's going to hopefully salvage <laughs> a little bit to at least make it feel like, yeah, the sequel trilogy is there and make some stuff make sense. Uh, nice. And a lot I have a question for y'all. Go for it. You're on a deserted island. You can only have the movies or the animated catalog. Which do you go with? Oh, man. Well, you gotta, you almost got to say the animated catalog because you're like, that's going to give you more. I, I would go with the animated catalog because I haven't seen that many of them. Yeah. I'd have something to watch. I don't watch A New Hope over and over. <laughs> yeah, I think we would have to go with the animated catalog because it, it's got the mix of the humor. It's got the mix of the, of the series. It touches enough of the lore that you're going to get that flavor. So I think I would have to go with animated as well. What if you throw in the live action TV series with the movies? <laughs> He's negotiating now. Oh man. Oh, Obi-Wan, the negotiator. <laughs> well, thus far there's really only been, well, I guess we haven't seen some of it. So yeah, we've only seen Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett, which, and, and Obi-Wan. Oh, and Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Still, oh man, because now if you're getting the Mandalorian, now it's getting a little bit more interesting because that one, still going back and watching that season two finale, still gets me choked up. So now I'm a little bit closer to. I need. <laughs> okay, six in the Mandalorian, and I'm in. Don't worry about seven and eight, nine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you do, just out of curiosity? Because I know you. I would go. I would go animation all the way. Yeah. Because I know, I wouldn't even think about it. I know you actually, yeah, you go back and rewatch a lot of of the animated stuff. Because the great thing about the Clone Wars, Bad Batch, all of them, Rebels, is they do have these encapsulated little three story arcs. So yes, you, and then they got the standalone episode, but those three story arcs are so meaty. And that last, the final season of the Clone Wars was absolutely, positively cinematic. Should have got. A theatrical release those when ahsoka versus darth maul was so cinematic that ironically the three episodes that they released in the theaters long time ago for clone wars that did poorly in there and like oh this animation never works if you told me here's free tickets to the sequel trilogy or that three episode arc in the final season of clone wars that there's no question what you would do i'd go see it right now in the theaters absolutely and then you throw in there's there's 
the OG Star Wars animated. Oh yeah, there's uh, this... Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah, remember the 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 one where they introduced uh, uh, General Grievous? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so that was the the Gene Gendry, the guy who did Samurai Jack, that animated version. Tartakovsky or yes, something. Tart- oh yes. yeah, that was so good. You that also was... get the Boba yeah. Fett cartoon from the holiday special. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man, and that you can't live up. without that one. You know, if it wasn't for that, people would totally forget about the Christmas special. But that 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 is the anchor. So, yeah. uh, but sticking on that same thoughts, Ahsoka, the live action series is announced, and they cast Ezra Bridger. Uh, Hera's been cast. Sabrine Wren has been cast. So what Ahsoka is turning out to be is the next season of Rebels IRL. And Ahsoka stole the show every time she's been on camera for what? Only one episode of The Mandalorian? Or two, right? One, two, in, each, one in each season? No, she was, she was of, it was Book of Boba it Fett. It was the Book of Boba Fett, that little Mandalorian block that they had in there. Uh, she's become so popular. So I feel like this show, if they're doing what they're talking about doing, and like we're going to use all these shows to anchor and it's going to lead to an Avengers Endgame type event for the series, this is going to be a big part of that. Uh, let's see. Yep. Uh, in- independently, Ahsoka will be receiving her own standalone live action series starring Rosario Dawson, fittingly titled Ahsoka. It has no release date, but it is coming out in 2023. And the showrunner is going to be the Padawan himself, who is now the master. The Lunar has become the master. Dave Filoni is going to be the showrunner for this, too. He's very protective of the Ahsoka character. And should be. And he should be. So. All stuff that we do know, but here's something. Do you we, think that one's going to be more like The Mandalorian or more like Book of Boba Fett? It's going to be more like The Mandalorian, without a doubt. If Dave Filoni's running I it, agree. it's going to blow Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan out of the water without without I, even trying. Which is I kind, agree. Which is I, kind I, of I, ironic. Everybody was looking so forward to seeing where how's you know what happened to Obi Wan after that or what happened to Boba Fett and Ahsoka's going to blow him out of the water. Well, it looks like with Obi-Wan, they took like the Obi-Wan movie script and just turned it into a show. They yeah. Netflixed it, as you could they, say. <laughs> they stretched it out into a series when it was really just like a two-hour movie. Yeah. Yep. And you, and you definitely did feel that, you know, because there, there was great stuff that was in there, and then there was the stuff that was not so great that made it in there that shouldn't have. So I don't even know. There was no announcement of a season two of Boba Fett, even though there's a rumored Version, and there's a rumored of more Obi-Wan, but nothing was announced. What was announced is something that we don't know anything about in the Star Wars universe, and it's Star Wars The Skeleton Crew. Not much info about this. What were they going to be seeing other than Jude Law is going to be the star, giving off Big Dad energy based on this new pick that's on there. So I have no idea what this is going to be about. Do you think this is going to be the spinoff of clerks three of showing all the contractors working <laughs> working on the death star are they gonna do the kevin smith gimmick where it's like the contractors working on the death star? <laughs> yeah, that sort of feels that like, would be brilliant they should go ahead and do that that's the only thing i can think of wayne i don't know if you heard anything about this at all All i know is they announced it and it's going to be coming out and jude law's in it i have i have not heard anything no yeah so um It'd be interesting. So sometimes it's nice because this is as close as you can get to original property within an IP. 
So it's like, okay, we found this corner of the universe that's only going to touch on it, but it's kind of original, even though it's a known IP. That's the closest dice roll they're going to get. Look, Adam says they should do a Troops series. Did you see Troops? Oh, Troops. <laughs> that's a deep cut Troops. So yeah, Troops was fantastic. Wait, do you well, remember? That was one of the early fan films. Did they yeah. have fan films before that? And that's the thing. I mean, everybody knows, like, growing up, you knew Hardware Wars just as much as you knew Star Wars. Like he encouraged fan films because he, you know, he was a film, he was a film student. He did the same thing. So Troops was great. You, Hardware Wars was great. Hardware Wars, Ham Salad, Fluke Starbucker. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the names I, of the rest of them. Artie Deco. Artie Deco. That was it. Aggie <laughs> <laughs> Bendagi. <laughs> oh man Wayne do you remember you remember Hardware Wars and or Troops I do not and I'm feeling very left out right oh now. really not even Hardware Wars I, I feel like I've missed something special now oh man because yeah Hardware Wars <laughs> so they had uh let me see che- if I can find an image yeah Chewbacca was actually played by basically a tan version of Cookie Monster I forgot what the name. Oh were. right, it was Cookie Monster. Yeah, Augie Bendagi. I gotta find some of these. Four Q two, Four Q two. Oh, let's see what other some of the cast names here. Artie Deco played himself. Four Q two, Fluke Starbucker, Augie Bendagi, Princess Anne hyphen Droid. Uh, instead of Han Solo, they had Ham Salad. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember there was a VHS that had four different movies, four it different had that shorts, and like Bambi versus Godzilla, or Bambi whatever. versus Godzilla, and a, a take on Apocalypse Now, and it was something to do with uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if it's politically correct anymore, but it was that was also the fourth one on there. And it was like, I can't pull an image, but here's like here's Hardware Wars. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Wayne's not even watching on the internet. Oh yeah, can't see watch it. this show later, and you'll see <laughs> these images. Hardware Wars. <laughs> <laughs> okay i gotta know who did the job bambi or godzilla oh dude you oh my god it was a well it was a squash match <laughs> it's exactly what you expect they played nice pretty music and bambi was eating bambi versus godzilla squash match over godzilla just stepped on bambi and it was so oh my god. <laughs> blood splatter and everything <laughs> oh my Oh yeah, so that was that was good stuff. And then Troops was something a little bit later that came out before I even like feel like YouTube was big, right? It was just the stormtroopers if they were in the show Cops. Yeah, stormtrooper Stormtrooper <laughs> yeah, Cops. Stormtrooper <laughs> Cops is exactly it. I have got to find this. My life will not be complete without this. Yeah. No, you definitely have to see that for sure. Uh, so that was good stuff. But I'd love to see Troops because Troops was really good too. So that would be a good one. Uh, last thing that we're going to see in the Lucasfilm announcements was The Mandalorian Season 3 with the bad news also being that it is going to be delayed. What the hell is taking them so long? Which is weird because like you said, you know, they paid Robert to basically make a small show in the sand behind there with some old toys. Use the leftover props and shoot it behind the garage. And they could have just used these episodes that they had and they could have been like, no, now we're done. But 
Uh, I don't know if Wayne, if you watched that last trailer yet, but here's here's the hint. Let's see if you can guess because I know you're not a sequel trilogy fan, but they are bringing back one of the most popular characters from the sequel trilogy. Droid is ready. <laughs> yes. What is that? <laughs> that is Babu Frick. Oh, Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu Frick. I feel like no matter what, Babu Frick, Babu Frick did get over. Yes. Yes, Babu Freak did get over, so we don't know if it's going to be... That's sad that that's one of the high spots. <laughs> that, that is one of the high spots for sure. Pretty much the the biggest thing of uh, of that one. Oh. What is the last one called? Uh, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, the, yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. That's probably the only good thing that came out of it, as far as I've heard. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, the other character is going to be in there is the little... Wayne, I don't know the name of the species of the one that sat on Jabba the Hutt's tail. And he would just laugh. He was basically just an internet troll. Yes, <laughs> <He> was, I, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, on I the species name. And then we saw him later on, I, not in the prequel trilogy. We saw them somewhere where they were on a, a spike and they were getting cooked. Where in this version, yes. there, there was a bunch of them sitting in a tree. So don't get me wrong. Disney still knows that Star Wars is made for the merchandise. So they're bringing back some of those popular ones. But... Everybody's ready. I think Grogu could be Grogu and Mando could be the savior of the series as far as like the sequel series because it's going to get to the point that everybody's going to care about that timeline more than they're going to care about the sequel trilogy. They know they're going to have to tie it together and they've already hinted to with the cloning and they touched on, whoa, was that uh, what's his name? You know, floating in the tank, you know, Snoke. So they already touched on that they're going to touch on it. But if they just focus on Mando and Grogu, I think people are going to maybe forget about it. Oh, JJ said what do, you mean getting, what do you mean getting to care more about it? I already do. <laughs> yeah. I, I meant getting to people to forget about the other one, the sleight of hand trick. Look at this cool trick I, wish, I can do. If someone figures that out, I wish they would tell me. Jedi mind trick. <laughs> These, yes. This isn't the trilogy you're looking for. <laughs> Move <Yes>. along. <laughs> I wish someone would pull that on me. Yes. So, uh, but I, yeah, I think it's going to be. I expect a ratings bonanza for Disney Plus on getting Mando season three because even with people having some heat with Obi Wan and Boba Fett, it still got the clicks. But everybody still loves Baby Yoda. Uh, and I yes. take that back. There was one more announcement that was a Lucasfilm project, Indiana What's Jones that, 5. There's no telling who looked happier, me watching Indiana Jones or Phoebe Waller-Bridge together with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom co-stars Harrison Ford and Ki-Hu Kwan, who reunited after 38 years. Is Short Round back? Is he in the new movie? They're making it seem like Short Round is I mean, he be has to five. be at this point if he's not in it. They're going to shoot a cameo at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's super over. I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once got him way back into the zeitgeist. And he's such a... You just like watching him on screen. There's just something about him that Max... So bringing him back in, right? Because you know him as short round, data, and then there wasn't anything beyond that. So to go back to one of these iconic characters, um, I'm all for it. And I honestly, I was not Harrison Ford... You know, I thought maybe they're going to recast it or come up with a clever way of continuing the story. But this will do. Give me short round. I'm in. Maybe make short round the new Indiana Jones version, right? 
Harrison yes. Ford has been adamant that there's going to be no new Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's like, I'm indie, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> there is no other indie. You don't recast it. You're not going to recast me. Yeah. And he, he's pretty scary, so I can see him. He seems like the kind of guy that would still punch a producer. Have you seen that clip where David Blaine does magic in his house? <laughs> oh, no. He like David Blaine does like some close up magic and Harrison Ford's just like get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably for a shoot. <laughs> it's like this guy's serious. Oh man. Oh JJ just came up with the names too. Would you not go buy a movie ticket for a movie called Short Round Jones? I'm in for Short Round Jones. Yeah, Short Round Jones is a great title. JJ, you need to copyright that URL immediately because I think that's a great title. All right, so that's it for the Star Wars stuff. Let's go one through one more real quick. We'll go through the Marvel Studios announcements. Uh, we'll touch on the new ones. We already knew Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They had some stage announcements that would just show more of the cast. Uh, if you were live in person, you got some more footage. But that's a movie that you don't need to see more footage of. We're we're, we're all going to see that. Uh, Iron Heart which is coming out, and actually that's going to be some, not a spinoff, but one of the characters that's going to be introduced in Wakanda Forever, uh, Riri Jones, is going to be showing up in Ironheart, which is going to be a streaming event. We got, this was the big one, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. I think we're now at the stage where you have to have, we were talking about this uh, a few shows back, you have to have some of these OGs, Wayne, what we called, giving the rub right you need some of the vets to give the rub to some of the new people and i think that's, that's i think that's what's going to be happening here with ant-man and the wasp because this is going to be our first official look at kang the conqueror not he who remains which is a version of kang the conqueror this is going to be the kang the conqueror that is going to be the thanos of the multiverse saga are you guys excited for ant-man and the wasp quantum mania I am. I'm hoping it's going to focus. Uh, you know, what is this phase four? Phase. Yeah, this is still part of phase four. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. No, this is going to be in phase. This is going to. I think this might hit in phase five. But I know phase what you're five? saying. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Where uh, there's a lot of heat, and we we're, we were trying to figure it out if this was the pandy or not. That phase four was very all over the board with a lot of experimental stuff and what's part of the series. It was a rebuilding phase for sure, where to the point where Multiverse I, of Madness barely had any multiverse. I hope that, though, I, I believe they're getting taken on a little bit too much heat because, to me, the lack of focus could stem from the aftermath of Thanos snapping the finger, then the snap, then the snap comes back, and then, you know, you know, half the, the original Avengers are dead or lost to time. And, if, you know, it feels like it would be a time of chaos. And I, I think they took a little bit too much heat for that. But I think it's definitely time to refocus and get things back on track. And I'm hoping that's what's about to happen. And, like, for a shoot, we've talked about it before. This is just an actual thing. Is like everything got disrupted by the, uh, by the pandy. And that really changed how they were making movies. And it got harder to make a movie and it got more expensive. Yes. And you had to write around certain things. You know, you just had to make stuff up. And I think a lot of films suffered because of that. And I think right now they're kind of out of movies. There's like nothing coming out until uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. 
So just that there was a lot of things that got limited. Movies take a couple years to make. So we're in that low. Of this big scale, yeah. I, I think that that's a great point, Mario. And I think people just don't, you know, understand the, the difficulty in, in putting together a production like that under the, the pandemic. It's, yeah, it was very difficult. A lot of reshoots, a lot of endings that had to be retooled which kind of threw everything yeah. off like we knew for Captain America and Winter Soldier and Wanda they did that their endings were definitely affected because their original you know Doctor Strange was going to be in WandaVision originally and set up for Multiverse of Madness and he didn't get to be in there so I think they're ready for Phase 4 to go behind them which ends with Wakanda Forever and then leading into Phase 5 I think think they're ready to all right let's let's knock this into second gear and I think introducing Kang and you're going to have Modak on there and you know Ant-Man being close to one of the OGs and being a popular Avenger, I think it's going to be just what the doctor ordered. Yes. Uh, next up, we have uh, the pleasant surprise that we talked about a little bit, just a holiday special, Werewolf by Night. Uh, the trailer, I highly suggest you check it out. It's a hyper-stylized Halloween special starring Gail Garcia Bernal, and the special will debut on Disney uh, in a couple of weeks, October 7th. Just a quick... The quick bio line of it is a secret group of monster hunters gather at Bloodstone Castle following the death of their leader and engage in a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic which will bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. Do you remember it wasn't Death Race 2000, it was Escape 2000 and I think the original title was Turkey Shoot of like when they were on an island and they were just going hunting out prisoners. I love the idea that they're just going to send these people out and you're going to hunt one of the monsters, but then you're going to get that shoot to kill vibe, which I like to reference all the time with Sidney Portier of like, you do reference shoot to kill yes, a lot. What you need me to do is guide you through those mountains. It was such a great movie, but having to have these five people going through this trail and knowing the audience knows that one of them is the heel, but they don't know that one of them is the heel. And that's what this is going to be. There is a monster amongst this hunting group, and you don't know who it is. The audience knows, but the characters don't, and I feel like that keeps you on the edge of your seat. And yes, go see Shoot to Kill. Wayne, have you, uh, like, we were, we were talking a little bit about uh, the Midnight Suns, how this has a little bit of a tie in there. I think this is a great direction for Marvel to go. They're about to introduce Blade. Uh, she Hulk last week had the beginnings, hints of a possible. Uh, Ghost Rider in there with a, a name drop in there. I think Tommy Blaze. Yeah, it was Donnie Blaze Donnie instead Blaze. of Johnny Blaze, which uh, greatly played by Billy Walsh from Entourage. I think it's great. I want to see. I was very disappointed when the monster, what was the Universal Monster Cinematic Universe, did not work because the mummy bombed right out of the gate and we lost. We had Dr. Jekyll and Hitmas. I wanted that. I love Abbott and Costello meets, you know, Dracula and Frankenstein. I wanted that, and it didn't work. Marvel can do that with the Midnight Suns. I, I agree. I, I, have you heard anything? Are they going to introduce the Hellstrom character, Damian Hellstrom? I think. Son of Satan? This, this is going to be the first hints of it. So I don't know if this is just going to be a kickoff, but we don't know where Blade. We don't know when Blade is going to be popping up. So I don't. I feel like he's going to be the first one they introduce, but I think they're going to start hinting at these kids. So you're going to get heavily hints of the lore of the directions going with one episode that's going to last a little bit less than an hour. Yeah. 
And uh, Moon Knight was in uh, Midnight Sun. Moon Knight, so. yes, that was the other one that he was part of this, and they obviously just introduced him and didn't really tie him into any lore. I w- that would be great if they somehow find a way to tie Moon Knight into this right now. So I love it. Go for it. Go a little bit darker. Go for that weird universe for sure. Mario, you didn't yes, watch it, it yet, right? A, it has a totally different feel. It, it, it'll be fresh content. The black and white, the use of shadows, the little bit of noir, the little bit of Bella Lugosi, the little bit of Grindhouse. I feel like they did a really good job with this trailer. Yeah, the trailer was good. Um, I liked it. I did not watch Moon Knight, but um, I'm a little behind on Marvel content. But I kind of like just been um, saving it up. I'm catching up on She-Hulk. I'm into She-Hulk now. Okay, sure. Smashable. <laughs> like, um, smashable. But like, do you know what I really liked was the new She-Hulk trailer. That kind of sold me. It's like, okay, I'll watch the rest of the season. Did you see the new trailer? <laughs> no, I haven't seen the new trailer dropped. I'll have to check that out. But I was, I've always been a mark for, for She-Hulk, and I know people, you know, leaning into the comedy. I think people, again, this has to do with, like, being starved. Like, when was the last Marvel movie that really moved you? We went from starved for Marvel content, and then we just got all these little teases that we haven't been moved yet. Remember, the, the challenge was... We need to create a villain as dark and as iconic as Darth Vader. And mission accomplished. Thanos is in the zeitgeist. Everybody knows Thanos. You can talk about the snaps. He didn't start off strong with those little trailer releases, but his movies, they're almost a victim of their success that people are like, I want to feel moved again like that. And we haven't gotten that yet. Yeah. They got to build to that. Look, Adam says, I want a West Coast Avengers series. Oh, West Coast Avengers would be a good one. They too. can do. They've got the white vision already ready to yeah. go. Who else is in West Coast Avengers? Uh, I don't know. Because is that different from the Young Avengers? Yeah, that's a whole different it thing. It is different. West Coast Avengers, the original was uh, Hawkeye, Mockingbird, who he ended up marrying, uh, Power Man, oh. Wonder Man. Wonder, Wonder Man. Man, Wonder Man, uh, yes, Wonder Man. And it was Vision, Scarlet Witch. So, yeah, they they, they opened a West Coast division, so it was it it, it was interesting. They had Knight, other Scarlet characters Witch, out. Hawkeye, like Tigra. Seems like Tigra was there at one point. It, it was it was it was uh, it was a good it was interesting. If it, it had a different feel from the mainline Avengers comic. They should do that. A lot of players already in place to do that, too. Wonder Man getting a show. Oh, Wonder Man is getting a show. That's cool. Uh, JJ broke that right here on the show, so that, that'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in for that. I, again, I'm, I'm, I say people want to be moved. I'm right there with them. I want to be moved. Uh, next yes. up is Secret Invasion. So that's going to be a series, and you're getting Samuel Jackson. You're going to get the payoff from that post-credit scene in Captain Marvel of yes. the Kree and Skrulls, the invasion. But you're going to get a series, and it's going to be great. And you're, they're pulling back a lot of people, right? They're bringing back Don Cheadle. Martin Freeman's coming back. Ben Kingsley is coming back, too. And then you're getting Amelia Clark, Colby Smothers. I think that's going to be great. I love the idea of anybody could be anybody at any time. And then I want to find out, we never really got a Nick Fury movie. You know, he was the glue that kind of weaved through the whole Avengers initiative. And then you have a big drop that he's in space. How long has he been in space? How long has somebody else been playing him? I think this is going to be really good. And that trailer they dropped was, I think that was a successful trailer. Solid trailer. I liked it. Yeah. 
Wayne, I know. What did you uh, did you get to see the trailer on that yet? The secret secret invasion. I, I did. Okay. I did. I, I thought it had a good feel. I thought it set the the tone. It's going to be you know a really intense you know which fits the Nick Fury character. I I, I think it looks great. I think if they're smart, they're going to lean into like invasion of the body snatchers. Yes, Have that's you seen what that I recently. Want. Like I watched that a couple months ago. The Donald Sutherland mm. one. Man, holds up. Awesome. That ending still sticks to me. I mean, it's one of the best gifts you go to. Just like his slow, uh, uh, I mean, that sticks with you. It was one of the endings like, am I too young to be watching this? <laughs> and still talking about it to this day, that ending that really stuck with you. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so if they do that, they're, they're in. And I know there's a switch. And Wayne, you know more about the Cree and the scroll than I do. I know there might have been a switch of who was actually the baby faces and who the heels are from the comic versus what they are going to be in the show. Yes. So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there. Uh, and then leading into what, speaking of Don Cheadle armor wars, he's going to be getting a Disney plus series as well. Uh, we're going to see how that turns out. Uh, we're not, I'm not sure. Like, I feel like, I feel like war machines always great. And he's, it's always good to see him around, right? He's one of the team. Can he main event? Don Cheadle's a fantastic actor, so we know the actor can. But War Machine by himself, can he be the main event of his own series? This is the one that I'm not sure about. Uh, that'll be interesting because War Machine is the Iron Man. So it, it's even in the comic book, it always it, he always just seems second right. So this will be interesting to see if he can pull it off. Yeah, and he was already dealing with, you know, the, the actor switcheroo. That was one of the few casting, you know, the cast switch. You know, so there, there he already, he, yes. I feel like he's already one film behind because he wasn't part of the original film. So I feel like Hulk suffered a little bit of that too, which She-Hulk gave a nice shout out to that. It's like, I, I'm a different person now, literally. <laughs> Do the fucking voice. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Don <laughs> Cheadle, he's a fantastic actor and he's a good friend of mine, okay? So we're going to just watch his series and we're all going to love it, okay? <laughs> that was my attempt at Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> That's a solid Ruffalo. No Mario. one's doing a Ruffalo impression. Yeah. So just, we're just going to do a tour for a Ruffalo impression. <laughs> Mario, quick, quick little aside. Uh, mine and Jeff's first match ever was against each other. Jeff showed up with a new haircut. He went to, to a hair salon and he had a bubblegum card of the Hulk with his new haircut. And he said, do this. <laughs> <laughs> Proof. I told, I told Mario, I was like, I've been a mark for him for so long. And I Which even, Hulk? It was the Hulk that he went with the, just the top knot. Well, not the top knot, but it was a top ponytail, very oh, okay. quick silver. So he went through a 90s phase where shaved all the side of his head, just had hair on the top, and then a ponytail at the top. Wore big, giant Jinko jeans. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that was your gimmick. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yes, I marked out for Hulk. Still do to this day. Uh, next up is one that everybody's... It's going to be the first Marvel show that actually gets a season two. Loki, season two is coming and speaking of short round, that's right. They announced that he is also going to be acting in that as well. Come with a coming back, Owen Wilson, of course, uh, Tom Hiddleston as well. I love it, but it's such it's such corporate business guy thinking. Yeah, 
He was in another movie about multiple dimensions. So oh that's my god, that's right. There, there it is. Who like, can for, we get? Who can we get? It's like, well, he, they made a better multiverse movie than us. Well, then book them. Book them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. And everybody loves Tom Hilston, right? He became he's the MJF of Marvel. That his heel character was so popular that sorry, we're gonna cheer you. We you, you can't stop us. Because everybody just loved the trickster. so And I think this is going to be really important. And Mike, if you're still, I don't know if you're still on, but you can get into the lore of how important the Loki series is going to be to the entire multiverse saga. Because I talk about this with my son. What is the difference between a multiverse and a timeline? And we're going to need Loki to explain that. Uh, next up, we just had a small announcement. Nothing coming of it other than... The first family of Marvel, Fantastic Four, is going to have its first film on November 8th, 2024, with no announcement of casting and or directors. Uh, Wayne, are you caught up on spoiler? Like, did you you already watch uh, Multiverse of Madness? Yes. Okay. So you kind of know, you know the uh, Jim from The Office as, yes. Mr., as Mr. Fantastic. So the rumor was for a while, it's like, yeah, just book him in the same role again. And then obviously Emily Blunt is his wife, so she's a perfect Sue Storm. And he can be the director, because obviously he's a great director. If you've seen A Quiet Place, you know he can do it. But then there's a, a push to like, no, sorry, is he a victim of pro wrestling that he did the job and he looked too weak? And now they're like, well, we not, now we got to book somebody else. What do you think? I mean, I, I they turned him into spaghetti and he exploded. <laughs> you think he would have signed on if he knew that that was going to be his finish? <laughs> He's the smartest man in the world. And he got I, was that a Sam Raimi thing? Or who came up with that is the way to beat Mr. Fantastic is to turn him into spaghetti and then blow him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I mean, they definitely got Scarlet Witch over as a monster heel <laughs> turning Jim from the office into spaghetti. I mean, it did the job, but did it help the Fantastic Exploding Four? spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm okay with if they book him to bring him back, and I'd like a little bit of a redemption tour, but with the way the multiverse is playing, we haven't seen a multiverse officially, like, book somebody new. Like, of course, the old characters are going to be different from the new characters, but just to have them for one and done. I don't know how that's going to get over. And this is too important. The Fantastic Four, it's amazing that how much Marvel has done without the X-Men and Fantastic Four, how important they are into the entire brand that they've done so much without them. I think now that they have them, they have to do, there's a lot of pressure to do it right. Well, I mean, I think there's going to be multiple Fantastic Fours or at least Mr. Fantastics. Yeah. Isn't Kang a Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, he's a version of uh, Reed Richards. He's a a variant or an old... uh, He's somehow related to him, for sure. He's a variant of of Reed Richards. So I think they'll book a new young Fantastic Four for whatever, 616. But uh, John Krasinski's exploding spaghetti, Mr. Fantastic, will still be out there somewhere. (laughs) Floating around. (laughs) But Wayne, am I misspeaking? Like how important Reed Richards is to the fran and to the franchise? No, no, I, he's interwoven in so much of the lore. I, I, I can't believe it's taken him this long to get to them. And even more unbelievable is the holdup on the X Men. Yeah, that's unreal. That they I feel like so, they're waiting and, so long. And, 
and I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to jump your list here, but there's talk of doing Secret Wars before they do X-Men. How is that even possible? Well, you know, I heard about this. That, right? yeah. I heard that there's a reason, and it's actually stuff, <clears throat> if this is true, there's uh, clauses built into their Fox contracts. They can't be recast until, like, 2025 or something. Like, they were contracted in for, like, I guess when Fox was making those films, they assumed they would make them forever. So they locked folks in. So the contracts that they oh, ended up absorbing, know that. they can't recast them legally. So they have to use them for like secret wars, possibly, maybe more, but they can't. It has to wait till after that. Well, there's that's a good answer. I didn't know that. Uh, unbelievable. That can could be all just buy, internet bullshit, but it makes sense. Buy them out of the contract because it, to me, it would be worth it if, if it was, you know. Not absolutely ridiculous, but to you know, to move forward, you know, I mean, that's I mean, to me, Fantastic Four is huge, but to me, X Men is uh, to be moving forward without the X Men is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that they probably could if they wanted to, because Disney owns the contracts that they're honoring, right? Right. <laughs> but they'd have to give whatever the dude who plays Nightcrawler uh, buy him out of his contract, or. They could just turn him into exploding spaghetti in the next movie. <laughs> I say book exactly. them, man. I say book them. People like look at Cobra Kai. They honor the they honor the series so well by booking the same actors to come back and reprise their roles. If sure, if you want to do a mutant saga all by itself and start fresh, fine. But for Secret Wars, bring them back. Break out some of that, you know, break out some of that goofy money. Bring out some of that tugboat Willie money and pay Hugh Jackman <laughs> to come back to be Wolverine again, man. I think just we'll for get one it. more time, just they one gotta, more time. That match is there. They got to book it. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, happen. You got to have it. You finally have the opportunity to have Deadpool and Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, on the same screen. If you just do it once, this is your opportunity. I mean, if that they should do that for the next Deadpool, just go Deadpool and Wolverine. Just do it. Oh man, yeah. you can afford it. Just make that movie, and then you know whatever. Then Hugh Jackman can retire. We all will respect. Logan was great, but you can do the Deadpool movie. No one's going to get offended. Yeah, now especially now that we've introduced multiverse, you're like, yeah, that was very cool what you did in that universe. He died, but this is a different one. Where we're going to do cool shit. You're yeah. in. Here's a boatload of money. It's easy. <laughs> it's a tugboat willy full of money. <laughs> Come get your stuff. Go get your stuff. It, it always stuff. comes back. <laughs> it always comes back to tugboat Tug, willy. Tugboat willy. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, uh, we have Echo. So Echo is going to be a spinoff of a Hawkeye. They, we, we were introduced to the Echo character in here. Uh, but there's bigger news from that, and it's going to be great, but I don't know much about it other than they're bringing back Wilson Fisk. He's going to be in there. Uh, but the big announcement is after that panel, and that show uh, it didn't give a date. It said mid-2023. But after that panel, Vincent D'Onofrio, one of my other doppelgangers, stayed on the stage, and he's like, wait a minute, Kevin, aren't you going to talk about my show? And then the crowd popped. And then Charlie Cox's voice came on, and he's like, don't you mean my show? And the people lost it, went apeshit, got the Road Warrior pop, and then they announced Daredevil Born Again is coming back for a monster amount of episodes. Uh, it's coming back, not too much to report, except they officially sort of confirmed that the Netflix Marvel Universe is variants. 
So even though it's going to be the same actors, it is a different universe. So he's like, don't expect the same Daredevil, but expect that we are going to honor the lore of Daredevil. So is Iron Fist coming back? (laughs) That's all I want to know. Nobody asked that, right? (laughs) That's all anybody wants to know. It's like, cool, you booked that. It's like, oh... Uh, we got this free copy of More Better Blues. It's free? Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One kid at the D23 in the Iron Fist cosplay was just like... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, you're, uh, aren't you... Uh, are you a, you're a fan of Daredevil, like the, the comic. I, obviously, we, the Netflix series was fantastic. But did you read the comic, too? Uh, some. Some. It wasn't one of the main ones that I got every month, but... I did read a few here and there. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think he works really well. He's a little bit more relatable. He bridges the world of having these fantastic powers, but yet he's still considered a street-level hero. I agree. Yeah, so... I agree. And that was what was so fresh about Hawkeye was we got off the cosmic level where the entire universe is in danger and got back to the neighborhood. Oh, yeah, which we need. We need that, like... Like you were talking about early, we need we need those breathers. We need uh, different corners where it's not the entire universe on the line. It's just maybe, you know, a, a gang of thugs with uh, weapons, <laughs> space weapons that they it's don't all, know how to handle. It's Bunch of dudes with just jeans ride. and mohawks and power tools. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I, I think that's going to be good. Uh, well, we're going to find out. Uh, I know. This, I don't, this isn't too much of a spoiler because it was in the trailer, but obviously Daredevil is going to be making some kind of appearance in She-Hulk, which makes sense. But I think something bigger is going to happen. Fingers crossed for Jessica Jones. We don't know. That hasn't been confirmed, but we know for sure at least Daredevil will be making some kind of a mer- appearance if the trailer is to be-, be believed. But it's like a 19-episode order for Daredevil Born Again. I think that is multiple seasons. Yeah. It has to be. It's not one 19-episode season. Oh, no, so it's going to be different. Okay. That's broken. That's the multiple season order, whatever it's going to be. Oh, I like that. I, I, Yeah, do that. Like, show us half, give us a break, and then bring it back. I'm all for it. Uh, next up, we got... New World Order. Captain America 4 is officially called New World Order, coming off the heels of... Captain America and Winter Soldier. But the big news here is after we just got to witness the abomination return from the Edward Norton Hulk, we are getting Tim Blake Nelson coming back as the leader also from the Edward Norton Hulk. And he's going to be the main heel in Captain America 4. They needed some kind of buzz because I don't think that series was enough to get Anthony Mackie sold as somebody who can carry a film by himself yet i feel like they need to get at least one more person in there he's definitely not over no i don't think it like again and it, by no fault of his own maybe it was just because of the pandy but wayne what do you think uh can he carry a film by himself yet i don't know and i don't know why i i agree with what y'all were saying it doesn't feel like he can but i don't know why it it he's not a terrible actor. No, yeah, it's not his performance. Did they just not give enough, you know, background to make you care? I mean, they touched on it in in, uh, Falcon and Winter Winter Soldier, but I I just don't feel like I have a reason to care for that character. I think I'm going to stick to my 
old theory, which I've said multiple times, I think all those shows were not even finished when they put them on Disney. I think that they all got stop. They had hard stops because of the pandy. So like they had to just piece it together in editing. It's like, here's the show. The first, like, especially in WandaVision, because it's like the first two episodes just feel like stock footage. They just used part, they, they, they just, you know, like when you see a movie, sometimes there'll be like a sitcom on TV, but they'll actually film the sitcom and it'll be on the special features disc, right? Yeah. It's like in WandaVision, they shot that, but they were like, let's just make these actual episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think, like, I don't know if you've heard this, Wayne, but like the, the primary storyline on Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be that there's a major outbreak, right? There was some sort of outbreak, and that was the that was the main thing. So they, in the last minute, they had to change everything. They reshot it. I don't know what it was supposed to be originally, but I think that those two sh- those two series just were not finished. Yeah, and you felt that you felt like there was a gap, and it made you like JJ said he has it, but he doesn't got it. He definitely can do it. At the, he basically didn't even pick up the shield to almost the last episode, so you didn't really, you weren't even there yet. It didn't, it didn't have enough of a, an emotional build of what he left off with on Endgame. It was just like, how's it feel? It feels like it's somebody else's. That was big. That was a huge moment. And then just seeing him throwing the shield and discuss, uh, it was there. Maybe it needed more episodes. Maybe it needed something. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think you're going to see them introduce some elements that are going to be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it. But it's not there yet. You can't just say new Captain America and people are going to go check. Also, he's not on the juice. Yeah. He's not, oh, he's yeah, not the on the juice. Serum. I feel like that's a problem for him. Doesn't that make him a little less interesting? Sorry. Yeah. Me? Not to be a peer pressure kind of guy. No, no, but, I think that's but take, honest. take the juice. There's a Wayne, you, you told me about there's a there's a great storyline with Steve Rogers going through that where who wasn't Wayne that you told me one of the characters like, no, you're nothing without that serum. And he found a way to take the serum out of the his body to prove that he was still a will uh, an able hero. I can't remember. It was it was almost like a psychic. Was his name Nomad? Or, yeah, no, that was who. Maybe, no, I think Nomad was Steve Rogers when they they gave uh, Captain America title to the U.S. agent. I, I can't remember, but there was a character, and they were in Avengers Mansion, and I think they were training or something. And he, you know, I guess he lost, and he he said, "You're, you know, this this is coming from a guy who's basically on a souped up steroid, you know." I don't yeah. want to hear about you know you uh, you know what a hero you are. You're on steroids and you're nothing without that. And he sought out a way to filter it out of his blood. Yeah. Yep. And so. I, I I you know I don't I don't know. I mean that's a good point. Is is that a problem? The visual. Uh, I mean, do they need to get Anthony Mackie on the gas? Just to get, just to give him the look. It's Everybody's possible. doing it. Yeah, the the Marvel the Marvel everybody. boss. <laughs> That's all you you had me at everybody. <laughs> so it'll be interesting, but it's still it's still new. I'm glad they are moving forward with the story, but I guess if they get nervous at the last second, it's like, oh, an old man Cap is going to make an appearance, and like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll go check it out. <laughs> yeah, because we all know oh the Mar- we all know the Marvel film that everybody wants, and it could just be a standalone special five episodes. We all want to see Captain America bring back each one of the Infinity Stones. We all want that. Like, yeah, they can hang on to that one. Yeah, yeah that's the one everybody wants. Uh, next up, 
we had Meet the Thunderbolts. They announced a new lineup of the Thunderbolts, and there was a lot of speculation to this. And I'm pretty happy with this lineup. I know everyone's expecting Abomination, but you got Julia Louise Dreyfus coming back as Val. You got David Harbour coming back as Red Guardian, who was great in Black Widow. Uh, you got Wyatt Russell coming back as John Walker, the U.S. agent, which is going to, he was, he stole the, sh- he was the best part of Falcon and Winter Soldier when we saw that. I disagree. You don't, you didn't like it? It was Baron Zemo's dance. Oh, Baron Zemo's dance. Yes. And that's why a lot of people are upset. I don't know, Mike, if you're still on there. Baron Zemo was supposed to be part of this and maybe he still will be. We still got hopes, but yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, then we have Ghost, uh, Hannah John Carmen, who was actually, that was uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Florence Pugh coming back as Yelena, which is, she was basically the new Black Widow, right? Is how I took it. And then Olga Kolarenko as Taskmaster, who didn't get over very well in uh, Black Widow. And then to put the explanation point of somebody familiar, Sebastian Stan is coming back as Bucky Barnes. How do you guys feel about that lineup as the Thunderbolts? Because the artwork made it very much look like this is going to be their Suicide Squad. Is that what they are? That's how I take it, I mean, as, right? Because they're they're both they're all kind of anti-heroes and kind of throwaways. So I think that's how they're going to. Is this a series or a movie? This is a series. This is going to be a film. This is a film. Yeah, this is going to be a film. I don't know who's the draw there. I. Th- I think all is one, right? I think it's just. I mean, like, no, it'd have to be uh, Yelena Belova, right? I mean, who's she's she's front and center next to Bucky and the Red Guardian. She's not front. Tra- it has she's she. It have to be her. Are you talking about for star power as far yeah, as yeah? For star. I mean, if you make a movie, you got to have star power. Yeah, someone's got to be the person that they're like gets people in seats. You know, someone's got to have that appeal, that crossover, broad appeal, where it's just like, oh, that person's in a movie. I would like to go to there. You know what I mean? Yes, I would like to go to there. <laughs> There's your thirty rock deep cut. Yeah, but I mean Florence Pugh. You need that over. for a movie. You, need you know, that for yeah, a movie. absolutely. You need the yeah. uh, Wayne. Remember the Bobby Zadar, right? We need a face for the box. We need a face for the box. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, does Florence Pugh have Ain't that yet? <laughs> I'm tired of fucking around, Jeffrey. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. David Harbour, can he carry, you know, from a Stranger Things steam? I don't think he's got that kind of appeal, but I mean, he's got, he's got, he's got, he's definitely got a following. Sebastian Stan, I guess those are the three, like he's been part of this for a long time. Julia Lee's Dreyfus, I guess you can say if she has the name, but she's on the back of the line, so she's not even there. So it's going to be interesting. She'll bring in the Seinfeld fans, I guess. <laughs> what? What's the deal with the Red Guardian guy? She better do that dance <laughs> are we in the with movie. Rush or no? Oh, yeah, the dance. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i don't know it, to me it feels like a weak lineup i don't know I, i'm not i'm not sold on that wayne did you were you uh familiar with the uh, original uh thunderbolt no no okay them or the champions i don't i don't uh, i know hercules was in the champions but i i i never saw them in a comic i mean i heard people talk about them and stuff but i, I never i never saw them but the Thunderbolts. Uh, who's who's the the heel? <sighs> yeah. Society. Yes, yeah, society. Yeah. Society. Well, I mean, I it, mean, who who who's the who who are they being assembled to take out? Right, and that's what made me feel like it's going to be a Suicide Squad because the heel was like, you know, Thunderbolt Ross has always kind of played the heel, and they're also in a little bit of trouble because that was played by William Hurt, who now. 
passed away and he was going to be the driving force. So I made it feel like William Hurt was going to be the Amanda Waller for the Suicide Squad, but we don't know who they're trying to take out yet. So you're absolutely right. This might really be... Who, who is the symbol in them? Uh, so originally it was uh, Val, the Julia Lee's yeah. Dreyfus, okay. right? Okay. Because they showed yeah. her recruiting U.S. agent, and they showed her recruiting uh, New Black Widow, so she's made those appearances. So. They're gonna. I, I, I have a feeling they'll be gathered together, and they'll be like, "Okay, here's your mission. You need to capture all these people who defaulted on their student loans." <laughs> student loan, it, the police. That's like the library police. You know what they call people who don't return library books? What criminals? <laughs> <laughs> There's your, there's your Seinfeld deep cut. <laughs> so I think, yeah, uh, I agree. I think with you guys, this, this might uh, behoove it to have a trailer. Uh, and then the last one that we had announced, I think is going to be pretty divisive because the first one didn't get over as well as they expected it to is going to be technically Captain Marvel 2, but suspiciously missing from the title is any mention of saying Captain Marvel 2. It just says the Marvels. And it's going to introduce uh, Miss Marvel, who we already were introduced to and in the series. And then it's going to have Mon- Monica Rambeau that's going to be introduced, which we were introduced to in WandaVision. And then Captain Marvel herself is coming back. And there was an end credit scene that's going to tie that together. Not much has been mentioned beyond that on that. So I don't know. You... I'm not delusional, right? There was a lot of heat surrounding this movie, like it wasn't as accepted. I think Wayne's phone died. Oh, possibly. <laughs> no, Wayne's dog. Wayne's dog started barking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Suspiciously during Captain America too. <laughs> Them dogs don't bark. <laughs> but I feel like this movie no, had a I, lot of heat. You know something? I I haven't. I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, I, and I, I see, you know, it's a, it's a female cast, uh, you know, but are they ever going to introduce Marvel, the original Captain Marvel? Yeah. I don't, the, I don't you know. know. The Creek, uh, you know, I, I, but I, I, why, have you, have you read anything? Do you know why it's getting heat? No, no, I don't. Other than I know there was like, rumbling for a long time on Twitter about like recasting and just like, I don't, and then they never really said why soundtrack was good. I mean, it was, it was great, but again, this, it was part of that block of movie Marvel movies that you feel like didn't move you and you wanted them to move you. I think the whole thing is just an HR thing, an HR reason or kind of a way to get rid of Brie Larson. Yeah. They were like, we've got it. We, nobody likes her. We need to get her out of here. We need to get her out of her contract. Let's just write a movie where we kind of phase her out. We'll slowly phase her out over a series of movies and series. And then, you know, in about seven years from now, she'll, she'll be gone. Yeah, people, Mike said people don't like Brie Larson reflecting that in interviews, diverse casting, getting some woke heat. You know, and here's the thing. Her film, yeah, I, I don't remember. I think it was one of the few Marvel films I only saw once. And I'm like, okay, done. I was good. I like, didn't think anything of it. But she was so great in the and when she showed up in Endgame like she was such a big part of that I thought that she did a really good job but it no. I, I thought that was I thought that was well done because they showed you how powerful Captain Marvel was she took out that big ship right off the bat but 
it would have sucked if she would have got the final kill. <laughs> it had yeah. to be, you know, Thor, Captain America, or Iron Man. Oh, it had to it be just one had of the to, three. Oh, I know? totally agree. That would have, yeah, I think but, the crowd yeah. would have lost it. People would not have but, liked that. you know, but Cap- the Captain Marvel character, regardless of who players, plays her, is super powerful. So I don't know why anybody would have a problem with her showing power. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I do agree. I don't think Brie Larson is very likable on the outside. So that could, I mean, and it seems like she would be expected to carry it. So heat, heat. that could she be a huge heat. problem. She, she got superhero heat. She does have the heat. So, and I, I think the Miss Marvel character, if you watch any of the behind the scenes stuff for that show, which, uh, you know, in the beginning, I didn't watch, the sh- you know, the show I told you, I don't think this, I'm the audience for that. But as it got towards the end and they started tying into the lore, I loved, liked it, and I actually ended up liking it even more when they started showing the BTS stuff, and you realize how much of a fan the the actress playing Kamala Khan is. Then you're like, okay, yeah, she gets it. She wants to be here. She had that very much like almost that Spider-Man likability. Like, yeah, you want somebody to be like, man, I'm just happy to be here. So that made yeah. me like her even more. So putting her in the film and Monica Rambeau, she was great. And I, she was a really good part of WandaVision. And you were curious like, where, where are they going to go with that? So this is smart. If they can't get her out of the contract, if it has something to do with that Ed Norton heat, where like, we got to get rid of this guy ASAP. We don't care if we have to eat it on this film. Then if you can't get her into the comp, then put her in an ensemble because she did find an end game. So you're going to have to write, you know, Wayne's done this millions of times before you got, when you got a wrestler and they, they only have one strength, you got to book around that strength. So exactly. That's what they need to do with her. Uh, that was it actually for that. And that was a lot. I say that at like, that wasn't a ton, but that was a lot of, marvel content the only there was some other stuff but the other big announcement that came out of there which i don't even really consider this a disney film because this is part of the acquisition 20th century studios avatar the way of water which is coming out uh this december finally but i feel like that was an acquisition not disney hasn't really gotten their hands in it and it'd be curious to see how the future is with james cameron in disney yeah i don't think that's gonna be a thing (laughs) I think he's going to do this one and be like, I'm out. Y'all wrap it up. Yeah, and didn't he do like five in a row? He booked five in a row, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to do them all. Yeah, probably not. But, you know, it's just like it's been so long since I saw that. I don't know how you guys feel. We, you know, we always gamify and we'd look at the ratings and knowing that Avatar was always sitting at the top. It was, it was always like, what movie is going to finally beat Avatar? And now, obviously, you have Force Awakens and you have Endgame already in front of Avatar. Do you guys think that Avatar 2, The Way of Water, is going to have the same effect on film landscape like the first Avatar did? I think there's a distinct possibility. Dis- like, I, 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 don't, I didn't care. I've watched the trailer now a few times in the theater, and I kind of care now, and I'll definitely go watch it. Um, but James Cameron has sort of redefined blockbuster movies yeah a couple of times already true so i would say there's a distinct possibility it could be okay but there's still a chance he could just you know blow it out of the water again 
I know people were clowning on him a little bit for some of his dialogue, but then also he was clowning on Aquaman, ironically, the film he made in Entourage. Like, they don't know how to shoot underwater scenes. And you're like, oh, wow. But then you saw his underwater scenes, like, oh, that's why he said that. Yeah. (laughs) Wayne, are you you an Avatar guy? Like, that was a little bit beyond our, our... our running the roads together time that was 2008 yeah no 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 i wouldn't no like i do remember going to see it in imax and being wowed and i remember how it changed the landscape of 3d because you know ironically it's 3d month at alamo but after avatar everyone's like oh 3d's 3d's it but he's the only one that really booked it to be 3d the way it is and then we were subjected to a lot of bad 3d after that yeah, but also he builds the tech when, you know, he builds the camera, he builds all the stuff as he's going. That's why it took so long. So I, I, I am curious as far as like the technology innovations, what's going to come from the way of water, but also was the, was the story that, that original. No, it's dances with wolves in space, but that's okay. 